I heard no a lot. And I was a little offended because they thought that, um, you know, at least here in the U.S., you know, I'm looking for someone with experience. And I told one of the HR ladies, like, you don't think I can figure this out? Like, I became the best in the world in playing sports. And I thought to myself, this is silly for this HR professional to say no to me when I'm used to operating globally. And the position they were hiring for was local. (laughs) That just never made sense to me. Hey, this is Ahmad and you are listening to a Think Ultimate podcast. Today we have Walter Bond with us. When Walter sp- steps onto the stage, you can't miss him. It could be because he's 6'5 and stands out in a crowd. But it could be also because on the stage is where he feels at home. As a nationally recognized public speaker, he commands the stage. He makes the entire audience, whether it's a small boardroom or a large conference venue, feel seen. People walk out of Walter's talk changed, motivated, and inspired. His principles are simple but powerful. His delivery is smooth and he combines humor, tough love, and experience in a way that changes people. So let's welcome our today's guest, Bond, Walter Bond. I've been waiting to say this for two weeks. <laughs> so welcome That's to awesome, the show. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. So excited to have you here and share your valuable experience with the audience. Uh, let's jump on right to the questions, Walter. Tell us something really interesting about yourself that most people don't know. You know, most people don't know <clears throat> that I'm the youngest, you know, in my family. Um, I have two brothers and a sister. Um, also, my parents were teachers. Um, they worked in a school system in Chicago public schools. And so I'm the baby of the family and my parents were teachers. Some people know that. Some people don't know that. But I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Walter, how did you catch the entrepreneurial bug? How did you get into entrepreneurship for the first time? So repeat the question. I'm sorry. Yeah. How did you get into entrepreneurship for the first time? You know, um, I had no choice. You know, I, I was fortunate to play professional basketball for eight years and I made great money. Right. And so when my career ended, I applied for some jobs, but the pay was very low because I was entry level. Um, but I didn't make big money, you know, to go invest and, and start my own company, at least I thought. But I felt like I had no choice because I had a wife, I had three kids, and I needed to make money for my family. So to me, entrepreneurship was not a choice. I was forced into it um, to provide for my family. Um, It's the best thing that ever happened. Um, I've really never had a real job, but I've learned how to build companies, right? And so I'm very fortunate that I got a chance to start as an entrepreneur and really focus that way And um, I wouldn't change a thing, right? You know, sometimes I wish I would have worked for a company five years and then launched. But, you know, being an entrepreneur, I'm fearless. Um, I don't don't buy into this is how they do it or this is how everyone does it. If it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. I don't care who does it or how it's done. 
you know, as an entrepreneur, it's got to make sense to me or I'm going to challenge it. Right. And so I was basically forced to become an entrepreneur as a husband and a father. Absolutely. That's really, really amazing. So the one thing that you mentioned that uh, after you uh, left basketball, then you applied for a job, right? So the main thing right now jobs take is the experience. So if you don't have the experience, they, they won't let you in. No matter how problem solving skills do you have, nothing else matters. You need to have the experience that you have worked before in other companies. Yep. I heard no a lot. And I was a little offended because they thought that, um, you know, at least here in the U.S., you know, I'm looking for someone with experience. And I told one of the HR ladies, like, you don't think I can figure this out? Like, I became the best in the world in playing sports. And I thought to myself, this is silly for this HR professional to say no to me when I'm used to operating globally. And the position they were hiring for was local. I just never, <laughs> that just never made sense to me. But they had been conditioned to find someone with experience. You know, sometimes experience is the worst thing, you know, um, you know, because if you have a bad experience, you're gonna bring that to a new job. Or if you have a limited experience or a negative experience with a bad company. So uh, a lot of my clients don't even like people with experience because they wanna train them and teach them, you know, almost like a, um, a, a fresh, um, piece of clay, you know, where I can mold you into what I want you to become as a professional. So experience is always, is not always a good thing. In some contexts, obviously it is, but just because someone doesn't have experience doesn't mean they don't have value. Exactly. That one thing, one good thing I can point out is you didn't get that job. That was really good. Otherwise, maybe we wouldn't be sitting here. If you got that it's job. It's true. It works. It works. And I'm, I wouldn't change a thing. I stumbled into the motivational speaking business and it's me and I'm built for it. I'm gifted to do it. And I'm, it, it, God is in control. So I'm very thankful. Absolutely. So Walter, in your opinion, what is the most important personality trait someone would need to become successful in your job? You know, being relentless. You know, in my job, you got to be relentless. You got to be talented. You know, you got to be able to. A lot of people don't even like to speak publicly. I love it. You know, I absolutely love it. You know, I don't care if it's 2,000 people, 10,000 people. I love everything about it. Right. And so, but to be successful in my business, it's a very tough business in the beginning. Right. You're not going to make any money in the beginning. And you got to create momentum. But I would say the one quality you got to have is to be relentless. Every day I'm working at it. Every day I'm I'm calling people. Every day I'm sending emails. Every day we're writing books. I mean, just relentlessly, aggressively uh, uh, pursuing success in our industry. So final answer, being relentless, probably in my opinion, is the most important quality in my business. You have to be relentless if you are getting into entrepreneurship because you're going to get no all the time. 
Also, there are more than 7 billion people. So, if you get no from 10, 20, even 100 people, even 1000 people, does it matter? No. Just keep no. going on. That's right. That's right. And a lot of people hear the word no and they quit. You know, they hear the exactly. word no and they get discouraged. Doesn't bother me a bit. I keep going. You know, and that's where confidence is so important in order to be relentless. And, you know, when you're confident and you know that you are good, you're confident and you know it's going to work out, one no won't stop you. Ten no's won't stop you because I'm confident, right? So you can't be relentless without being confident. So to me, confidence kind of supersedes being relentless. Exactly. So Walter, talking about confidence, so how does one build confidence when they are starting into entrepreneurship or any field or any job? You know what? Hard work. <clears throat> Hard work builds confidence. You know, it's one thing to just say, hey, I'm good and try and convince other people. You know, I think about sports. You know, I played basketball a long time. Every day. And I built confidence playing against my brother and my friends in my neighborhood, right? That, that was confidence building. After a while, I realized I'm the best player here. You know, and it's, it wasn't bragging. It was just the truth. I was the best player here. Well, let me go over here with some better players and see what happens. I went over there and I became the best player there and so forth and so on until you make it to the NBA, right? So, Confidence comes from experience and confidence comes from hard work. I mean, I worked at it every single day and over time, my confidence grew. Exactly. There's also one quote which says, you don't become confident by shouting affirmations in a mirror, but by having an undeniable stack of proof that you are who you say you are. Let me add a little bit to that, though. I think it's very important to understand how you're gifted. And I'll give you an example. My son is a software engineer and he's always been gifted with technology and he picked up coding. I mean, basically taught himself how to code. I don't have that gift, right? I don't care how much time you spend with me. When I see coding, I know there's no way I could do it because I'm not gifted. You give me a basketball, easy. Give me a microphone, no problem. Because I'm gifted in those two areas, right? So I think it's important for people to understand confidence that they're also making the right decision based on their gifts. How do you determine what you're gifted at? What comes easy to you? You know, what comes easy for you and to you is a gift, especially if other people struggle with it. You know, people say all the time, man, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see how you can play basketball in front of 15,000 people. Doesn't bother me at all. I don't even see how you can speak in front of 5,000 people. Didn't even think about it, right? I don't see how you can solve that formula in the chemistry class. I'm like, well, you know, so you, you, you got to understand that your gift um, will make room for you. And typically, wherever you're gifted, you're going to have confidence in that area because it becomes easy to you because you're gifted. 
Absolutely. And also, I believe that you won't find your gift, what you're gifted, until you put in all your effort, all your hard work into that one thing. You know, and I think it's important for parents to expose their kids to a lot of different things because then the child can determine and gravitate toward what they're good at. So whether it's math, whether it's science, whether it's dancing, music, acting, um, leadership, influence, you know, you got to get exposed to stuff and naturally you're going to gravitate to what you're good at. And sometimes parents try and force their kids into things they're good at or force them into things that they're interested in. You know, my mother bought, um, paid for piano lessons for me. Piano. I hated it. The piano teacher hated it. And it was painful for both of us. My brother was much better at it. And he stuck with it and he played in a piano recital. For me, oh God, no, man, like, I'm not good at it, right? So why waste my time? So I think it's important to be exposed to different things so that you can figure out what you're good at. Absolutely. This is really common in India. Like millions and millions of people apply for engineering. They apply for uh, becoming a doctor, even if they don't have any interest in that. So it's all generational. Parents say that you have to get into this to get respect from the society. Yeah, and lots of, lots of times parents try and force you. And to me, it never works because even if they do it, you know, it can't sustain itself if you don't love it. The one thing about your gift, you also love doing it, right? And you don't get tired yeah. from it. And so I think it, it, everybody wins in the long run by gravitating naturally, organically to whatever your gift is. Absolutely. Just like I can do podcasts all day. If if you uh, if I give you a basketball, you can play basketball all day. If I give you a mic, you can speak all day. So when you try different all things, day. you get to know. Absolutely. That's right. All day. All day. Okay. So Walter, how did you manage to grow your business so far? Um, being consistent. You know, my wife and I, we've been at this 22 years every day for 22 years, right? So being consistent is important. Having a big vision is important. Um, thinking big is important. And um, luckily playing in the NBA, and also I also lived in Italy, Greece, and Germany. So the world is small to me, right? And so we're going to London next week, next month. Um, but But just being consistent probably is the number one way and also thinking big and being consistent. Absolutely. Now I got to come to Mumbai, man. Absolutely. You will love Mumbai when people are coming and uh, cheering you up on the stage. The feeling is unbelievable. Absolutely. Uh, So also, Walter, I can see in your background, it's written sharp mindset. So what do you teach in that? You know, we wrote a book called Swim, which has sold 20,000 copies um, around the world. Mm. And we teach people the shark mindset. 
Because if you don't think right, it doesn't matter how talented you are. That your mindset has got to have the right approach. And so we teach it, right? So, for example, sharks never stop moving forward or they die. Sharks are in constant motion. They outwork every other fish, but they're constantly making progress. And if you watch animal shows, sharks always have scars, right? They always got cuts and bruises, which means they've been through some stuff, but they keep going. And to me, the shark mindset is real because that's how I made it to the NBA. I had to keep going. Sharks only look up, they never look down, which means they're very positive, they're very optimistic, and they don't even deal with anything small, petty, or beneath them. Sharks are curious and always learning. They're probably the smartest fish in the ocean, right? Sharks are flexible, they're made of cartilage. So we have what we call the sacred six that make up the shark mindset. And, and it's all in my book, Swim. Uh, Swim is a great story. It's an easy read. But people have heard of the shark mindset right on YouTube. You know, we got a video called the shark mindset. But unless you learn the sacred six, you really don't know what the shark mindset is. And so now we're trying to figure out how the people who've heard of the shark mindset actually get the shark mindset by reading the book Swim and learning the sacred six. Absolutely. That is really important. Minds. Everything starts with the mindset. If you get the mind right, you get everything right. That's right. Well said. Absolutely. Uh, so, what, as everyone is dealing with some level of difficulties in the business, what are the most common difficulties you are currently facing? The most common difficulties, probably choosing the right vendors. You know, um, we need a lot of different people. So graphic artists, video people, curriculum designers, marketers, social media experts. Probably our number one challenge is making sure we choose the right vendors and also staying organized, right? We got a lot of moving parts, a lot of things we're trying to do. Um, so we're having the right partnerships with other companies who are excellent, um, but also making sure we stay organized. Um, if we can, you know, get better organized and choose the right vendors. And I'm telling you, we got a guy we work with in London. I don't care where you live. It doesn't matter because the world through technology is small, right? But if you're the right person, if you're the right vendor, you know, for our business, it, it really doesn't even matter how much you charge. Because <laughs> if you're the right person, it's going to be worth it, right? So we, 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 um, we got to make sure we keep choosing the right vendors and um, making sure we get more and more organized. Absolutely. Having a really Probably strong like any team small business. Exactly. Having a really strong team is really most important part in having a business running because you are as strong as your weakest link, just like you were about to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a sports guy, right? So teamwork is everything. And uh, you wouldn't believe how many people we work with. You know, everyone says Walter Bond, Walter Bond, Walter Bond. I mean, at any given moment, we have 12 to 15 people working on stuff to make me look good, right? My wife's our number one coach. Um, she just finished up with the coaching session. Uh, we're hiring other coaches. 
Uh, we got other programs we're launching. This thing is way bigger than Walter Bond. And I'm just one piece of the puzzle. I'm just one guy on the team. And we need more uh, people who are talented, consistent, passionate, gifted to come partner with us. And let's go change the world. Let's be Walter Bond, the biggest personality in the world. And let's impact a lot, millions and billions of lives. <laughs> You know, that's what it's all about. You know, that's what, um, you know, 54, you know, that that's the goal to help other people. You know, my, my wife and I, we live great. I mean, we, we live very well. All of our kids are grown. They got jobs. So life is good. So, you know, here on out, it's not, it's not even about us. It's really about helping small business owners, helping professionals, helping some teenagers really playing their NBA. And I call that never being average, right? And so that's fun though, to be able to help other people, you know, live their dreams. You know, I wake up every morning and it's fun because we get to serve. Absolutely. So what do you also have children? Have you ever told them about the benefits of being an entrepreneur? The benefits of being an entrepreneur are freedom, um, unlimited income potential, uh, you're not subject to somebody else telling you what to do or controlling you. Um, but with that freedom comes responsibility. You know, uh, my wife and I can, every day we got to make decisions. <laughs> you know, every day we got to act on things, right? And so it's up to us. And if we make a bad decision, if we don't, execute well, if we don't see the right thing, you know, we're going to hurt our business, which in turn is going to stop us from helping as many people as possible. You know, we get emails and phone calls, you know, Walter, I read your book, it changed my life. I heard you at a conference, it changed my life. You know, that's the kind of things we enjoy, but if we're not doing our job right, someone else might miss out because they didn't get to hear it or they didn't know about our exactly. book, or they didn't sign up for our coaching program because they knew nothing about it. We're about serving others and really helping people live their dream because we're living our dream, right? And so, you know, we take that seriously and we want to do everything right so that we can help as many people as possible. Exactly. So have you ever told your children to become an entrepreneur? We've never told them but they've seen it, right? And so they know what it's about. And we'll see, you know, they all, all three of them have jobs, uh, good jobs, and we'll, we'll see, you know, we'll see if they um, ever become entrepreneurs, but I, I know they'd like to, but um, they're still young. They still gotta live a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, we'll see when they're 30 and 40 years old what happens, but, Right now, they got good jobs. They enjoy what they do. And, um, you know, it is what it is. Entrepreneurism is not for everybody, right? So just because your mom or dad were entrepreneurs have nothing to do with you or vice versa. You know, just because your mom or dad had a corporate job doesn't mean you can't be an entrepreneur, right? Because people who are corporate, they don't understand entrepreneurs. It's like, what? That's crazy. Go get a job. 
<laughs> you know, and, and that's very common. Um, you know, especially parents who had jobs. The kid says, I want to be an entrepreneur. They're like, man, shut up. Makes no sense. Too risky. Go get a job. Right? So it doesn't matter if your parents are or weren't. It's really an individual thing. And my wife and I, we're born to be entrepreneurs. Our kids, you know, we'll see. Absolutely. If they want to become an entrepreneur, they will become an entrepreneur. No one has to tell them. They will. Yeah, we'll support them. But, you know, right now, they have jobs. Good jobs. Exactly. So, Walter, what is that something that you used to value a lot, but you don't anymore? The one thing I used to value a lot, but I hanging out with my buddies, you know, growing up when I was younger, I was always with my boys, got to hang with my boys. Now I'm married, hang with my wife, right? So, you know, hanging out with my boys used to be very, very important. Now I might see them once a year. You know, and some of them I don't even see once a year. So probably hanging with my buddies is the one thing that I used to value very high. But now it's not even on the radar. Exactly, because uh, there are a lot of new things are coming. So you are focusing on that, impacting more lives. So thinking about hanging out is very gone. You know, I mean, you know, we'll go golf or, you know, go out fishing. But, you know, I mean, I got a wife and kids now, right? So that phase of my life, hanging out with my buddies every day, all the time, you know, it's over, you know? I mean, that's that's a part of maturation, right? You know, when I was in high school, I just wanted to be with my friends. When I was in college, I just want to hang out with my friends. Now... You know, I'm married, so I just want to hang out with my wife or my kids or my clients. My buddies, my friends have taken a backseat to everybody. Yeah, that happens when you grow older and older. That's, that's called maturation. Exactly. That's why you need to embrace every moment you have. Right. Okay, so Walter, what are some mistakes that you made and how could you have avoided them? Mistakes, uh, probably the biggest mistake I made in business is doing something for money. You know, a lot of people, the motive is money. The motive should never be money. Absolutely. The motive should be, I love it. You know, how can you turn your hobby into your career? You know, because for you to do it every day, all day, you got to love it, right? And so our first business my wife and I bought, we failed because neither one of us loved it. We just thought it was a good idea to make some money. And so that's probably the biggest lesson I've ever learned, that don't do anything just because of money. You know, that can be the third or fourth reason. But the first reason needs to be because I'm, I'm good at it and I love it. Those two things, if you're good at it and if you love it, the money will come. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just have to think about providing the value to other people. Okay. So uh, what, what is your growth plan? The main question. Say it again. What is the growth plan? The growth plan? Yeah. Well, good question. Um, 
you know, for us, we're building curriculums and we're going to hire coaches because I don't want people to want me. I want people to want the content that we created. And so there's a dilemma in the speaking business. Do you market the speaker or do you market the content? For years, we marketed me, the speaker. Now it's about the content. So the shark mindset, anyone can teach it. You know, our teamwork methodology, anyone can teach it. We have a, a, a concept called work expressions. Anyone can teach it, right? And so growth for me is really pivoting to where the content becomes a star versus Walter Bond being the star. Because the truth is, the content is what's going to help you, right? Never stop moving forward. Every day make progress. That's huge. And I want people to know that every day you got to make some kind of progress. Every day you can make some kind of progress. Two, look up. Don't look down. Be positive. No matter what, be positive. I don't care your mom died, your dad died. Be positive about it. Right. I lost my dad. And to me, the positive benefit is that it helped me become a man. And I stopped seeing myself as a son and I started seeing myself as a father. And that was the benefit of even my dad dying. Of course, I miss him. Of course, I hated to lose him. But there's a benefit to everything. And I think it's important that people know that. Right. And so that's the kind of thing I want people to learn, even if it doesn't come from me. So if we have someone teaching the sacred six, the content, that's going to help a whole lot more people than someone saying, oh, I just love Walter Bond. Like, no, I want you to get the sacred six and and, and the hell with me. Get the sacred six because that's what's going to help you, not me. The sacred six is going to help you because once you get the sharp mindset, you know, you can probably go make more money than I can. I don't have words to say. I can just say I'm down with your mission and I would love to help you in any kind of work you need. And uh, let's go and help all the people out there. Man, let's give me the Mumbai, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do something in, in India. Absolutely. Get about a thousand, get a thousand business owners. I'm coming. Ab absolutely. Let's do this. So when are you planning? <laughs> you tell me, man. My wife, my wife, she's in charge of schedule. We can do whatever we want to do. We decided to go to London a week ago. Now we're going to London, okay. right? So Absolutely. we're free to move about the world, especially for opportunities, right? So a company as big as India, love to. All I need is some small business owners who are hungry, who are coachable and teachable and willing to commit Right? Exactly. We can do the rest. Absolutely. These past few years, India is really growing with some entrepreneurs. A lot of new entrepreneurs are coming uh, coming and standing alone. And they need some coaching. They need some person who can mentor them, who can coach them to all the problems they're facing. Because everyone needs someone to look out for them. Because no one can see their own nose. Well, you know, the way I put it, you know, we all need a coach, right? And I, and I learned that through sports. A coach's job is to make you better. A coach's job is to push you. A coach's job is to advise you so that you can win. And that's the way we approach our business. You know, we coach people, we advise them, and we make sure they win. Now, the best coaches make a lot of money. 
Why? Because if you get connected to a great coach, you're guaranteed victory, right? Think about that. You are guaranteed victory if you got a good coach, right? And so that's how we approach business coaching, um, executive coaching, that, hey, we're going to help you win, and we're going to help you win big because that's my job as a coach. So, again, I would love to come to India, come over there and teach the shark mindset, teach teamwork, teach business fundamentals, um, teach a bunch of different things. Heck, I can stay a while, right? Um, because that's such a beautiful country. It's a very large country. We can help a lot of people win over there. Absolutely. And let's make this happen really, really soon. And looking forward to having you here and speaking on the stage, having thousands of people. Okay, well, just let to know, man. You got me on your podcast. Now, next step, get me to India. Let's go. Kirsten, Kirsten let us know. Absolutely. Let's let's do this. Okay. Okay. So, Walter, if you had an extra $10,000 of budget, how would you spend it and why? Okay. What was the question again? I'm sorry. Uh, if you had an extra $10,000 of budget, how would you spend it and why? Ten grand, you know, uh, probably on a wonderful vacation. Awesome. You know, my wife and I work hard, but we also love to travel. Probably go to some wonderful resort and spend a wonderful week with amazing food, amazing service, and just get away and just enjoy ourselves for a week. That's probably how I would do it. Um, you can tell I'm a little hoarse right now, you know, because I'm always working, helping, encouraging, speaking, talking. And, you know, my voice needs a break. So I would take 10000 yeah. take a little quick vacation. So talking about vacation, so which one is your favorite travel destination? You know, I've been I've been all over the world, man. Um, my wife and I did go to a resort in Antigua, which was fantastic, called Jumbie Bay. And to this day, we've been to some amazing places, but Jumbie Bay and Antigua would probably be number one. Oh, I'll just look up to that. I never seen that. And uh, well, I guess know, it would be amazing. Check it out. Absolutely. So, Walter, what is your favorite quotation? That's a good question. Quaver, you know, as a man thinks, so is he. You know, that's a Bible verse. As a man thinks, so is he. I believe that. You know, whatever, whatever thought process a person has, they're going to create their own life with their process, right? And it's hard to overcome it, right? However your mind operates, you know, so if you think small, you're going to live small. If you think big, you're going to live big. If you think medium, you're going to live medium, right? So as a man thinks, so is he, is my favorite quote. Exactly, because every most of the people have equal IQs, not like they just have a slight better, but they almost all the humans have almost same IQs. But some are really, really successful and some are really poor. That's the difference, mindset. It's very, very minuscule, the difference. But in sports, if you win by one, you still win. 
So sometimes all you need is a slight advantage to be able to win and win big. And so, you know, a lot of it is conditioning. A lot of it is cultural. You know, some of it is past experiences has discouraged people or past experience has encouraged people, right? And so, you know, it depends how we respond to our lives. You know, a lot of people respond the right way and some people don't respond the right way. But at the, at the end of the day, as a man thinks, so is he, right? So if you think big, you're going to live big. Absolutely. That's why the name of the podcast is Think Ultimate. You have to think ultimate. Love it. Love it. Love it, man. <laughs> well, thank you, Hamad, for having me. Um, this was fun. Um, you know, hopefully you get a lot of people to download it, listen, and enjoy it. And it's been a complete pleasure uh, spending time with you today. Absolutely. And I don't have any words to say. It's been an it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and share your really amazing journey. The experiences you had with your life after you left basketball and the experiences you had before that, it was an amazing time with you. Oh, thank you, man. And I would love to, I'll send you the link. I don't know if you um, can put the link. I, I would love people to get their hands on the Shark Mindset book, Swim, because it's really helping a lot of people all over the world. And I'll send you the link uh, for the book. And we, you know, we'd love for people to enjoy the book. But most importantly, learn the Sacred Six. And if you can learn the Sacred yeah. Six, man. You know, it, it could be life uh, transforming. I haven't read your book until now, but next time we meet, you're going to see that one in my bookshelf. Come on, I'm going to send you the link, man. You read it and you get everybody in India to read it. Absolutely. That's your job. Absolutely. And I will do that as you say. So one more thing, Walter, before uh, we end this podcast, what is that one piece of advice you would give to the young entrepreneurs starting in any field? One bit of advice, um, get a mentor. Uh, not that that would be my, but... my, my biggest, big, big of advice. Find a mentor okay. who's in your industry, who's already successful. That's my advice. I'm going to say it again. Find a mentor who's in your industry who's already successful because they're going to help save you time, money, frustration, save you from mistakes. They can create opportunities by introducing you to the right people. So mentorship to me, which is also in the book Swim, you know, sharks work in tandem with the sucker fish. And that's why you got to read the book Swim. I teach you the power of mentorship in addition to the what we call the sacred six. So everything you need to be successful is in the book Swim. But mentorship, um, as we teach it well in the book Swim, but that is the number one advice I have for a young entrepreneur. Absolutely. Right now, there are a lot of people who are getting inspired for from the fake entrepreneurs. Like the fake uh, gurus who are just teaching them to do this, do that. They don't have even anything. They are just putting some pictures on social media and people are getting inspired by that. 
तो a lot of people are getting inspired from those people. So what would you say to that? I think that's a mistake. I think um, you know, social media has allowed people to create an image and try to convince you that this image is reality. The truth is, you can't fake anything, right? I can't pretend that I played in NBA. I can't. I can't fake it, right? You can't fake in today's world now. So if you if you buy some photos and you know fake corporate jet photos, and if you buy that, you know you're shallow in the first place. Let me tell you something. People who are really that good are household names in their industry. I'm gonna say it one more time. People who are really, really worthy of being admired are professionals who are household names in their industry. And you can't fake that on social media. Why? It's can. Absolutely. If uh, there are things that can be make, made fake, then there are things that you can find it, then you can find the truth also. Yeah, and, and that's what deception is, right? People can deceive people all the time, right? Pretending to be something they're not, right? And if you fall for it, you didn't do your homework. You didn't do your research on that person. I can't fake my MBA background. I can't fake that I'm a Hall of Fame speaker. It's evidence everywhere, right? It's evidence everywhere. Absolutely. So thanks a lot, Walter. and. Uh, uh nothing else i don't have any words to say <laughs> just speechless that's good okay. well man you you know you you're welcome i i've had a blast and um again my sincere hope um is that this helps a lot of people and i'm going to send you the link uh to the book swim i would love for you to post it and man it's a great book great story easy read and the star of the book is a guy named Drew. Drew is the leader we all want to be. And so I just want to leave with that. Drew and the book Swim is the leader we all want to be. Absolutely. So guys, what are you waiting for? Go on Amazon and order the book Swim. And please let Walter know the reviews of that book. Please let Walter know feedback and how the book has helped you in any way. And uh, we would love to see that as well. Yeah, let me let me put it in the chat. I don't know if people can see it. Exactly. I'll just uh, share the screen. That should be able to get them. Okay. WalterBond.com backslash swim. I think that'll get you there. Absolutely. So uh, here it is, guys. You can search this on Google and you'll get that. And uh, just the reviews, need the reviews from you. Thanks a lot guys for watching. Keep listening, keep watching. Have a great day guys. All right, thank you.